ever since being traded from Philadelphia, he has looked amazing. He's not just managing the game. He is taking it Sadly to the enough, next level. Sadly enough, just five years ago, that was me. Minimal to no broadcasting training or any skills. I'm Jansen Harris, CEO of the Just Good Network. Over the last five years, I've come up with practical ways to get better speaking with confidence on camera and doing voiceovers. It doesn't matter if you're five years old, if you're 70, if you dropped out of high school, if you have a GED, if you have 15 years experience in a different field. There are practical techniques that you could do day by day to get better, week by week. And I have a training program for that. If you're interested in getting better in transparent and practical ways, inbox me today or visit us at justgoodnetwork.org. Let's get better together. Yo, yo, Jalen, what's up, man? Nothing much. How are you? Jansen Harris here with the Flying High podcast with Jalen Parker. Look, let's break down this Eagles-Falcons game. And the thing I like about your takes, Jalen, is you're not biased. You're not, oh, well, since we're on a Falcons podcast, let's just take the homer pick. And the Falcons is the Falcons that, look, they lost 32 to 6 just seeing the game or seeing the highlights, what are your thoughts on the game, man? Well, I'm glad that the Falcons were able to somewhat run the ball effectively. I think they had, what, 124, 126 yards in the game, which yeah. I don't know if they had that many yards in one game rushing last season at any point, just about. So that that's one nice positive, but... You know, the Arthur Smith era started off strong, two field goals on the first two drives, and then it just just the game just got out of hand almost just too quickly to really be able to I, I want to withhold any super strong judgments on the Falcons just because we we didn't really we didn't get to see anything, which Maybe that might be the worst part of it all is that we didn't get to see the Falcons' explosive offense because Matt Ryan was fighting for his life just about the whole game, it seemed like. so. Yeah, man. Look, here's my take. The whole team struggled. Obviously, the defense didn't do their job. Defensive line. Fowler, where the hell are you at? Where is Dante Fowler at? I'm still waiting on him, Jalen. And he's the, he's the offensive line was bad. Yep. The, <laughs> the offensive line was bad, but <clears throat> this isn't a good start. They were three-point favorites to win. They didn't get the job done. I'm I'm a little bit shocked. Maybe Jalen Hurts is better than I thought. He was a quarterback. He went 27 for 35, 264, three touchdown passes. He had an excellent game. I thought Sanders ran the ball well, and Smith – out of Alabama, he played well. He played well, got that touchdown reception, 71 yards, six catches. I thought he he did good. The Falcons got punched in the mouth, and they couldn't recover. And it, it's sad, bro. It's sad. And look, I'm not saying it's sad from, oh, I'm sad personally or you're sad personally, but from if you're a Falcons fan and you've seen a lot of the commentary, Falcon 
reporters were talking about, Falcon media people, Falcon content creators, however you want to slice it and break it down. It was disappointing. They didn't get the job done. They were terrible. That's what it was, man. And I can't sugarcoat. I can't. Sh- I, I know we're both nice guys and, and whatnot, <laughs> but I, I can't sugarcoat. Look, yeah. what are your thoughts on Kyle Pitts? It looked like they wanted to feature him a lot early on. And to me, and I'll be real with you, the hype he was getting before the season, it was just one game. It didn't look like it was there. He didn't look as quick as what people thought. He didn't look as dynamic as what he looked at Florida. He didn't look as dynamic as the highlights looked. And we saw a lot of highlights on Kyle Pitts and them promoting, oh, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. But Julio got traded. So a lot of the fan base is like, whoa, okay, what's going on? Julio got traded. What are your thoughts, Jalen, on Kyle Pitts' debut? So I'm always hesitant, especially because, you know, especially for a player's first game. And, you know, the amount of hype that Kyle Pitts was getting, I mean, you could have fit him for a gold jacket already with what people were saying before the season started, right? But the reality of it is is that tight end is a position that guys just struggle at their first year. I mean, I think about how many first-round tight ends we've seen in recent years that I could think of who were touted as, oh, this is one of the best tight end prospects we've had in recent years. I'm thinking Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, a couple years back with OJ Howard and Evan Ingram, guys who were first-round picks, guys who were thought of like, yeah, these guys can be Pro Bowl caliber players from the get-go, and, and they end up not really doing anything their first year. That being said, I am glad uh, Pitts had eight targets, so I'm glad to see that he's playing enough to get featured. That's always one issue with rookie tight ends is just being able to get onto the field, honestly, given the fact that it's one of the hardest positions to play because it's one of the few positions that requires you to understand every concept of the run game and every concept of the pass game, you know? And so, but I'm, I'm encouraged to see him featured. I don't know if he's ready to even be the number two option on the team. I would have hoped to have seen more out of, you know, Russell Gage as well, you know, see him step up a little bit too. But I mean, I would even say he kind of got outplayed by Hayden Hurst, which you would kind of hope given the fact that Hayden Hurst was once upon a time, a first round pick who the Falcons did trade for to acquire. So, but I'm going to withhold super powerful judgment on Kyle Pitts. I'm glad to see him on the field and I'm glad to see that he is getting targeted, especially given the fact that, you know, the tight end position might be heavily leaned upon if we aren't able to have a deep offense that can spread the field vertically and go deep. If Matt Ryan has half a second to one second to throw every play. Yes. I I thought, look, Jalen, I thought that the Kyle Pitts, he played okay. He was all right. I give him a C. I give him a C. I'm not going to give him a B. I'm not going to give him an A. I'm not going to say, "Oh, he was outstanding. He lived up to the hype." I, he was. He was okay. But this whole Falcons offensive line was just terrible. I thought Matt Ryan was terrible. We could pull up the stats. Look, even last year, he at least had the stats. The team wasn't winning. He had the stats at least. Jalen, you yeah. feel me? We both kind of predicted, and you said a lot in the off season how Matt Ryan you thought he would decline, and we're going to get into that shortly, but. Look, Kyle Pitts, he's a rookie, so he kind of gets a pass, but I'll give him I'll give him a C. I'll give him a C. 
I don't think nothing special. He was all right. Cut a couple of passes. He was targeted. You could tell Arthur Smith wanted to get him involved. You could tell that Terry Fontenot was like, look, we drafted him number four for a reason. He needs to be featured. We got rid of Julio Jones. He needs to be used. So it was, eh, I just thought the offense looked slow to me. Uh, maybe I'm tripping, but it looks slow, man. It just it, it didn't look like an offense that knew what they were doing. They looked sloppy. They looked like it seemed more of social media hype, media hype, fandom hype than what it actually was. It looked like most of the national media was right about this Falcons team, that they're a rebuilding team. And shout out to my guy, Guru. He told me on my show, the other show we have, that he – this Falcons team was a rebuilding team. Maybe I was a little bit delusional. I thought this team could do some things. But again, it's one game, right? Jalen is run one game. Speaking of Jalen, let's talk about Jalen Mayfield. Let's talk about their just struggling left guard. What's your thoughts on him? Do you see him lasting the whole season as the Falcons starting left guard? Look, the, the Falcons offensive line is a mess outside of Jake Matthews. But I blame the coaching staff. I blame the GM because they knew this coming in. They've had conversations about that, and they didn't get it addressed. So to me, it's like, oh, well, you guys could have went offensive line in the first round. You could have traded back and got multiple picks, maybe spent multiple picks on the offensive line, or got yourself a skill player if that's what you wanted, or you get yourself a defensive player and potentially an offensive lineman. That's what the Falcons could have done. They didn't want to do that. They thought Kyle Pitts, generational talent, generational wide receiver, tight end hybrid. A guy can get you 10, 10, excuse me, tongue twister right there, 10 touchdowns, or a guy who could get you a, a, a bunch of receptions, a bunch of yards. That's how they looked at it. They didn't want to address the offensive line. So to me, that's on them. I blame them the most. What's your thoughts on Mayfield? Well, I mean, I'll say it's very difficult because he was a starting tackle in college. You know, it is extremely difficult for a guy who played one position his entire career in college to just switch to a completely different one. And I understand that, you know, the thought process is, well, if you can be a high level tackle at the collegiate level, why can't you be a high level or a decent level guard at the next level, considering the fact that, you know, tackle is probably the hardest offensive line position to play. You're the one out on the island against arguably the most athletic guys on the opposing defense, you know, but it's going to, it's one of those things. It's going to take time. He's learning a new position. I mean, I would even say we saw Panay Sewell, a guy who was touted as a generational tackle prospect, he was struggling during the preseason and in training camp playing right tackle. He gets a chance to go back to his left tackle position against Nick Bosa, who's one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. And he graded out as one of the best tackles of the weekend. So it's just one of those things he's going to have to, it's going to take an adjustment period. And it's a little bit of an experiment, one that, you know, it could ultimately fail. He could never get the position down and it could have been a waste of a third round pick. I'm more worried about the fact that even right now we're talking about Matt Ryan not having protection and we have how much money is Jake Matthews making? I mean, he is solid, but then that's also not to excuse the fact that we all spent two first round picks in one draft on 
offensive linemen. And it's still a struggle for Matt Ryan to get protected and for us to get traction in the – well, at least we did better in the run game this year, but or this game. But that's my biggest concern is that we've invested in the O-line and it's still looking iffy, you know? Absolutely. Jalen Parker with me. He's breaking down the Falcons. Look, he's one of our best analysts that we have at the Just Good Network. You do a heck of a job, Jalen. I want to give you credit for that. Let's go to our last question. Matt Ryan, is he washed up? Look at his stats line. It was 21 of 35, 164. And I'll start with this, Jalen. Matt Ryan, to me, he was declining. This was common knowledge to most people outside of Atlanta. You're going to have the Atlanta media, the content creators, however they want to call themselves. They, they're going to take more of a fandom perspective and say, oh, well, Matt Ryan, this is that. I thought he was declining last season, the year before that. I thought Matt Ryan, he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's all right, but n- nothing special. And it's not like he's going to lead this team to a Super Bowl again. It's not like he's one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. He was elite in 2018. He didn't get credit. He should have got credit for. He was elite in 2016. But beside that, you got a guy who's four and six in playoff games, never won the big game. That's look to me in Atlanta. That's not a hot take. But for some reason, it's a hot take here in Atlanta. Why is that? I don't know. To me, that's common knowledge. But do you view Matt Ryan as being washed up? I think, you know, I think my overall consensus is that this Atlanta Falcons team had the fourth overall pick in the draft for a reason. And that at this point in his career, Matt Ryan is going to need protection. He's going to need weapons he's going to need at least those things if you're not going to give him a defense and ask him to throw the ball 35 to 50 times a game in order for you to win you know and so we we could argue the weapons downgraded he lost his the best receiver he probably is ever going to play with he lost that guy and now the o-line is just struggling mightily so it's fair to say that matt ryan is declining but it's also I think that the Falcons, it's going to, I think it's going to end up being a bit of a tougher season and that, you know, the issues that got the Falcons, the fourth overall pick haven't, haven't really been strongly addressed. Absolutely. I'll say this, Jalen, look under Dirk Cutter and, and Falcon fans and the media, they complained about how bad of offensive coordinator he was, how vanilla he was and how Arthur Smith would come in and the play calling the, the, t- the 12 personnel, 22 personnel, it would just be so outstanding and that Derrick Henry was only good because of Arthur Smith, which I don't believe that at all. But that that's how a lot of people view it. To me, it's just one game. I don't want to overreact, but last season, last season, Jalen, Matt Ryan looked better under Dirk Cutter. I, just, I have to say, he looked better under that offensive coordinator. He looked better when Dan Quinn was a head coach. Matt Ryan, 164 passing yards? That that never happens. 
Matt Ryan throwing 164 passing yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He looked uncomfortable. He looked confused at times. Yes, the offensive line was bad. I agree with you, Jalen. That's a great take. The defense is bad. Shoot, the defense is always bad, Jalen. Your first round pick, you drafted a tight end. You drafted tight end, wide receiver, whatever you want to call him. Okay, generational talent. That's what the media called him. Nobody in Atlanta was asking for Kyle Pitts when before he got hot, before the national media just fell in love with him and and started projecting that on the Atlanta media and stuff. That's when that conversation hit Atlanta. But now, to me, people were saying Penel Sewell or Fields or trade back and get defense. Trade back, trade back. There was a lot of people with that opinion. However, they got what they got. I'm not saying whatever you got, Kyle Pitts. But at the end of the day, we still thinking, should they got offensive line? Should they have got quarterback in Justin Fields or Trey Well, Trey Lance, they couldn't have got Trey Lance. Let's say Justin Fields or even Mac Jones. Some people are Mac Jones guys. Maybe so. Maybe so. Because I think Matt Ryan is declining. Do you re- do you think the Falcons regret not taking a quarterback at number four? Um, the way I look at it, they might. I think the Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts would have been the ideal pick if you believe that the Falcons are truly in a win now mindset, right? And I think that's kind of what has been drummed up this whole offseason based off the moves the organization made based off of the, you know, the coach speak, front office speak, it sounded like they believed, hey, we can just we can just reload and we can go back out and be a competitive football team. And the reality of it is that's that's not the case. I mean, we knew they weren't going to be better than the Buccaneers. That that was a foregone conclusion. We just saw the Saints absolutely dominate the Packers and even Carolina with Sam Darnold will I mean, we're we might, we're probably competing with that team for the last place in the division, honestly. And so, you know, I like the Kyle Pitts pick if he can reach his potential, but I don't. It's fair to say, will he reach his potential while Matt Ryan is in Atlanta? Because it might it might take him a while, and we don't know how many more years Matt Ryan has. So, absolutely, thirty six years old. Daniel Gonzalez the second. Thank you for sending comments. We appreciate it, sir. You can't regret it. There's no looking back. That's true. That's true. There's no looking back, sir. You're right about that. But you know what's great for sports talk. We had to do it. Me and Jalen had to talk about it. We we have to question these coaches' organizational moves. That's 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 part of our job, right? That's what we have to do. But Jalen, great job today breaking down the Atlanta Falcons. This is the Flying High Podcast. We are presented by Your Future Media and also the Level 1 Game Room. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you, Jalen, for this breakdown. You do an awesome job. He is our analyst. And a new fantasy football show is coming soon. We talked a little bit about it, and it's we're going to start developing it, and Jalen's going to do a heck of a job. And we have other co-hosts coming soon with him and stuff. And Jalen, I appreciate you joining me, man. Thanks for having me. Always glad to be here. No problem, man. No problem. Another great show.